After allowing his awed tiger a suitable amount of time to gape at the mummified corpse in Gibson's dissection room, Sebastian drove to St. James's Square, where a vast mansion known as London House served as both the London residence and the official chambers of the Bishop of London. A thick layer of straw had already been laid on the street outside of number 32. The blinds were drawn at all the windows, and every opening had been hung with black crepe. When Sebastian rang the heavy iron bell, a sepulchral-looking servant ushered him into a darkened entry. A hushed voice behind him said, Lord Devlin, I take it. Sebastian turned to find a lean, flaxen-haired cleric regarding him from the doorway of the small chapel that lay just to the right of the entrance. Yes. The cleric stepped forward in a waft of incense. I am Dr. Simon Ashley, the bishop's chaplain. The archbishop has asked me to render you whatever assistance is necessary to expedite your endeavours to make sense of this dreadful tragedy. Thank you, said Sebastian. The chaplain laced his fingers together and bowed. Somewhere in his late thirties or early forties, he had a fine-boned, delicate face and the pale complexion of a man whose life was lived indoors. To the uninitiated, the position of chaplain might seem a lowly office. It was not. Bishop Prescott had once served as chaplain to the Bishop of Winchester, while the current Archbishop of Canterbury had been chaplain to the Bishop of Durham. Serving as a bishop's chaplain was an important step up the ecclesiastical ladder. I assume you wish to begin with... The chaplain broke off, his thin nose twitching. It's the crypt, said Sebastian, letting his gaze drift around the entry with its gleaming marble floors, its soaring wall panels, its rows of heavy oils framed in gilt and hung with more black crepe. Yards and yards of black crepe. I'm told the odor lingers. Yes, well. The chaplain cleared his throat and gestured with one hand toward the stairs. The bishop's official chambers are this way, if you'll come with me. Sebastian followed the black-robed man up the grand staircase, their footsteps echoing in the stillness of the vast house. The bishop was here yesterday. Most of the day, yes, said the chaplain, pausing on the first floor to throw open the doors to a set of apartments to the left of the stairs. He had a number of appointments. We weren't scheduled to move to Lambeth Palace, the bishop's summer residence, for another fortnight. These rooms, like those below, were in shadow, the blinds drawn fast. But Sebastian's eyes were unusually well adapted to the dark. Pausing just inside the entrance, he let his gaze wander over the wainscoted anteroom, its gilded, velvet-covered benches and unlit branches of wax candles in gleaming brass sconces. Beyond the anteroom lay a second, smaller chamber with a broad desk. Sebastian had taken two steps toward it when the chaplain cleared his throat again. You'll understand, of course that ecclesiastical affairs are often of a, shall we say, delicate nature. Sebastian looked around. Meaning? Meaning the archbishop has delegated to me the task of going through the bishop's papers. I can assure you that if I find anything that appears relevant to his death, 
I will, of course, pass it on to you. In other words, the Archbishop would rather I refrain from rifling through the Bishop's drawers. Is that what you're saying? The chaplain gave a nervous titter, but didn't contradict him. Sebastian wandered the rooms, his hands clasped behind his back. The chaplain trailed at a distance of six or seven feet, a handkerchief pressed surreptitiously to his nose. But there was little enough for Sebastian to see. As an administrator, Prescott had obviously possessed a passion for neatness. The surface of his desk was clean and polished.